Previously on Unbillable Boston. You don't really swoop in as president and set your own agenda. You kind of build on the work that's come before. And I have been very lucky in that many of the projects that have been in progress before my presidency are now coming to fruition. That's the president of the Boston Bar Association, Julia Houston, who joined us last week on Unbillable Boston to hear about her projects and goals and all of her stuff. Go listen to the past episode. You can listen to all past episodes of Unbillable Boston at unbillableboston.com. Or if you forget, please just direct your browser to thebostonpodcast.com. That's right, thebostonpodcast.com. This is David Yaz, your intrepid host of Unbillable Boston. I'm an investment planner and special needs planner over at Morgan Stanley. And if you'd like to book someone for Unbillable Boston, or you'd like to be on the show yourself, send us an email, unbillableboston at gmail.com. Or, you know what? Just call me, 781-820-1027. That's right, 781-820-1027. This is a podcast host who gives out his own personal number. How do you like that? At any rate, when you're on SoundCloud looking at uh, Unbillable Boston, obviously listening to our past episodes, do us a favor and follow us and click the box that says follow so you become a subscriber and then you can follow us in the future. Just keep following us. Trust us. We know what we're doing here. And uh, so today we've got a great show for you. This is it. Uh, as, as we say around here, this is like a wicked interesting guy, this guy Frank. Frank Rudowitz joins us on the podcast. Myself and Max Perlman had an awesome chat with him. He's a former cop. He's a former lawyer. Now he's a PI kind of guy over at Markham LLP. And a lot of great stories, a lot of great insights. We play a couple games with them. This is fun stuff. Check it out and enjoy the show. This one's for you, Boston. Washington's a different city than it was 20 years ago. The hope rises again, and the dream lives on. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. The world will return to this great American city to run harder than ever and to cheer even louder. This is our f***ing city. Yes, it's our city, it's our community, it's our people, it's our podcast. Gosh darn it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unbillable Boston. This is David Yaz. I am with the financial firm of Morgan Stanley, where I do investment planning and special needs planning. And with me, as usual, is is my compadre, my professional soulmate. Is that too personal? I, I think that's well, a little weird. accurate. I don't know if it's a too creepy. Yeah. Little, little yeah. creepy. Okay. Maybe I'll take that out. Uh, Max Perlman, who is an employment lawyer right here at Hirsch Roberts Weinstein LLP. Wow, that's the first time you've ever gotten that completely first right. First time ever. Yes. All right. And uh, the reason I say here is because we actually record at Max's offices. By the way, if you would like to book a guest for the show, well, <laughs> I mean, get in line. We're talking, we're booking out to like, you know, 2019 at this point. Uh, that may not exactly be true. We would actually welcome your suggestions on guests for Unbillable Boston. And you can actually email us at unbillableboston at gmail.com. By the way, check out all past episodes at unbillableboston.com. Or if you forget that, all you got to do is remember thebostonpodcast.com. The bo- we are literally, correct use of the word literally, by the way, thebostonpodcast.com. Com. We're also figuratively the Boston Podcast. Yes, we? pretty much in every way. We're the Boston Podcast. 
com. Just our guest is sitting here patiently, and um, he hasn't thrown anything at me to introduce him. Why don't I get to that right now? So Frank Rudowitz, my friend Frank Rudowitz. Um, I've never asked you this, but am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Yes. Okay. It took me a few years to get it right off. So you're good. <laughs> what, what kind of name is that? Polish. Okay, sure. I'm part Polish. I know, and that's why right. it took me a few years to get it right, right? Insert joke here. <laughs> All right. That's, that's uh, whatever. Uh, Polish jokes, you, you don't hear too many good Polish no, jokes anymore. I guess the PC movement has killed that. Maybe for the better. I'm part Polish myself. So Frank is... That's uh figures. Yep. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. Fake laugh. <laughs> Thank you. That's what you deserve for a terrible Polish joke. Frank is an interesting guy. He's he's right now at the firm of Markham LLP, where you do. I'll let you describe it in a moment, Frank. But uh, forensic accounting, among other things, uh, that uh, accounting firm here downtown. Frank's a, a former cop. A fo You're not packing right now, are you? We have strict security here at Unbuilt. I will let you know when the need arises. Okay, good. <laughs> I I don't know if I feel safe or slightly uh, scared, but. Um, Frank's got a law degree as well. Frank, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Great seeing you guys. How's your Friday I was going? a little worried at the beginning. I thought we needed to get a separate room there, mm -hmm. uh, but it's been good. What, um, how is your, uh, how's your spring going so far? Spring is going great now that the weather has broken. Um, uh, the sun nice, out with it? no snow on the ground is, is awesome. Frank, give us like uh, 30 to 60 seconds on uh, what you do now at uh, Markham and how you spend your time. Okay. I'm a partner at Markham. Uh, I run our, what we call our advisory practice, and that is our consulting end of it. We do business valuation, forensic accounting, the typical things you would think of an accounting firm. But we're also a licensed private investigative firm, so we do a whole cadre of other things. Mm -hmm. I like to equate it to, a lot of times, it's the old Ray Donovan show. We're the fixer. You need information, we're going to figure out how to get it. Okay. So who tends to hire you? Law firms. Right. Um, law firms, uh, for the most part, anything litigation-related. Litigation mm -hmm. uh, private individuals um, will do things like deep backgrounds, um, and those might be very discreet. Uh, one of the you know, ones I had recently was a uh, father wanting to know about a new relationship that uh, his daughter took up in another country. And my only um, uh, guidelines from him was, you can do as deep as you want, but my daughter and my wife cannot find out about this because <laughs> that he, I'll be in trouble. That he hired you? Yeah. Yes. Wow. So he was worried about some uh, personal relationship, uh, uh, a guy or a girl. She, she he was, was a high net worth individual, and he um, wanted to make sure that this was a legitimate relationship and it wasn't somebody just after the money. Right. Um, you know, a fatherly you know concern uh, or anybody's concern. And so. the girl is overseas somewhere. Is that what you said? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So this is the plot for Shallow Hell too. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. You got on me for bringing up John Travolta, and you just you just quoted maybe Jack Black's worst movie. Uh, I, so, I, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Oh wow! Well, all right. All right. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow was in that actually. She right? was. Yeah, that's, 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 that yeah. kicks it up a notch. Um, but not to dwell on this one example you gave, but it's pretty interesting. So is um, well, it's not something you would think an accounting firm would be doing, right? That, I mean, that's more of a PI thing, I would think. Exactly. So that type of thing requires you what? I mean, you're not the guy um, doing the stakeout still in the car with the binoculars, are you? No, no. But the, the And I think this is for anything where you're trying to get information. You have to be 
competent. You have to have the right team or the right people to be able to get access to that information. And that means you have to know people. So part of my tagline might, uh, as others have said, is I'm the guy that knows somebody that knows somebody. Yeah. And then you get that person in there to say, okay. So that's what did you find out? Huh? What did you find out? He was legit. Uh, This was a good good story. Um, uh, Similarly, you know, another one was from counsel to a general counsel of a large corporation. His outside uh, personal um, counsel um, wanted him. He took up a relationship as well. And he was getting married to someone from another country that he wasn't uh, didn't know that long, and no suspicions, nothing, you know. And, and counsel just said, "Look, you know nothing about this individual. Let's just find out, just for that extra peace of mind." That one came out as well. Good, good. Mm. You don't send the invoice to the home address on those. Do you? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> one of the other benefits of having, being in a firm like this is, as, as we do some corporate um, inquiries, is they don't get a bill from. Frank Rudowitz, they don't get a bill from, you know, Magnum PI, they get a bill from the accounting firm. Right. Although right. Magnum PI would be a cool bill, I guess. <laughs> it would be. It would be. Markham PI. Uh, Let me ask this. Have you, um, it seems like uh, uh, sports teams, uh, professional sports teams have realized the, uh, the value of really looking into people before they sign them or draft them. Have you done any work with uh, professional sports teams? Yes. There's a whole, you know, industry on backgrounds on draft picks and, and the like. And in fact, the, the NCAA and others, you know, it used to be, it's changed a bit, but they, they would, their investigative cycle would start um, the day after signing day because all they do is sit in, the, in their offices looking at Facebook. Yeah. And they'd see, wow, that guy's got those rings on or the guy's standing by the brand new car yeah. uh, after sign day. So uh, is that is that a thing you'll do? Just to start yeah. off by looking at someone's Facebook yep. page. It's amazing how, um, for better or for worse, the, the younger generation, um, despite being cautioned to be careful what they put on social media, sometimes le- they leave everything unlocked. Oh my gosh! Right? Oh, and if it's not uh, them, it's their friends. Right. And if it's not anything that's direct, it gives you leads to look elsewhere. I think that's a tip for any professional going into a meeting with anyone, whether it be a potential client or even someone you're just shooting the breeze with, that if you are aggressive in Googling them and going on Facebook and things like that. I remember walking to a meeting once. It was just sort of a get to know you with the lawyer, but I walked in. I knew the name of her cat. I knew that she was <laughs> suffering from allergies that that's day, right. and uh, I didn't do it, but I thought I could walk in and go, oh, my God, my allergies are killing me today, just so she would go, oh, me too. But, uh, you could have said, yeah, I'm, I'm part psychic, just, just so you know. <laughs> right. We did at, at, a, stalker, yeah. at a prior, my prior firm, we did a presentation once to, at the time, um, the largest law firm uh, in the world, and the presentation was on how not to get kidnapped in another country. Mm. It was more on personal security, executive security, things like that. But to prepare for the um, uh, presentation, we picked out a few of the partners that we knew would be at this, you know, our spiel, and we looked, um, cross-referenced everything we could find publicly. Their bios on their website, you know, uh, LinkedIn, anything like that. And then we put this call it dossier together. So when I went to him, I'd say, so David, nice to meet you. On Monday nights, you're at 123 Main Street. Usually the third Thursday of the month, you're at such and such. Because I'd look and say, oh, he's a board member of the YMCA. Well, then you go to the YMCA site, their board meets on the third Thursday wow. of the month. Yeah, yeah. So 
the point being is that's how easy it is to track yeah. somebody if you really want to find out where they are. Well, like Taco Tuesday at the local uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. margaritas. That they, they right. Me live time. band. Half, pre- half live price band drinks. Live band, band karaoke. Band at the British Beer <laughs> Company in Walpole, Max, who I think you've been there before. I, yes, maybe. Man. Maybe. Yeah. Um, that's that's interesting, yeah. Because imagine if you if you do it the right way with anyone, it, it, it can come off as while you did your homework, if you go a little too far, it could come off as creepy. But it's you creepy. can say, but, yeah. <laughs> you can, I mean, but you can say to someone, hey, you know, hey, you know, uh, Mr. Goldsmith, um, I want to get together. I know you're probably going over to the United Way on Thursday night. That's when they I'll hold see their, you there. Well, yeah, maybe we can meet a cup of coffee before that or whatever. And after um, you drop off Muffy at the groomer, we'll be able to uh, <laughs> right. And you park in the third spot to the left in the public parking lot on Federal Street. Well, so yeah. going back to an episode a few episodes ago. Uh, Soon we won't have to look up any of this. It'll all be on Google Glass, right? <laughs> That's right. We'll have all the information right there. Just look at Frank, and there you, you see, uh, you know, where he buys his uh, ties. You know, and uh, Frank, I'll meet you over at, uh, you know, Joseph A. Banks. No, you're much classier than that. <laughs> you know what? Let's uh, let's take a break here as we talk with Frank Rudowitz from Markham LLP. We're gonna play some games and some cool stuff, some trivia when we come back. So stay with us. Hey, it's Lauren Beckham Falcone from the Lauren and Wally Show on WROR 105.7. You're listening to Billable Boston. Is it unbillable? <laughs> and welcome back to Unbillable Boston. We are talking with Frank Rudowitz of Markham LLP. What's your official title over there? Uh, partner and counsel. Partner and counsel. Um, Depends on the day of the week. Which yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Pick your own. Pick your own title. Who's and, playing uh, that guitar in that intro? I, I gotta know. Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Max Perlman, employment lawyer at Hirsch Roberts LLP. <laughs> the guitarist in that happens to be yours truly. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Uh, n- no comment. No uh, I, I can because this is now the fourth time in this segment you've told me. <laughs> yeah, but the first three were off the air. No one knew that, Frank. Come on. Um, uh, Frank Rudowitz, who has been talking to us about his, uh, his job as uh, quasi-investigator and forensic accountant and jack-of-all-trades over at Markham. We're going to play the five-minute drill with him. We're going to pepper Frank with some questions. They could be personal. They could be professional. They could be anything. Here... We go. The five minute drill. Time is very precious to me. Put that coffee down. It's about honor. It's about respect. In any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. You were meant to be here tonight. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Okay, Frank, what's the best food they serve at the TD Bank North Garden? The peanuts in the bag. Mm. Oh, okay. Peanuts? <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know what? There aren't a lot of great. That's a tough you know, question. It's right. terrible. I, I took Bradley. I'm yeah. cutting into your five minutes. That's here. okay. I took my son Bradley to, to the game, and he wanted some ice cream. There is no ice cream at that garden. I noticed that. There's like maybe one stand per, per floor, I feel like. You gotta walk around yeah, forever to find it. And I'm getting this. That was a quick buzzer you were gonna give me right there. I know. <laughs> I didn't, it was 
the pause was pregnant and it was about to deliver, so I stepped in. Okay, uh, let's see. Frank, uh, you're a former cop. What What's the biggest misconception about police officers? That they, uh, all of them like coffee and donuts. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Correct. Donuts, donuts, yes. All right. Coffee, not so much. You're a Detroit Tigers fan. Why? I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, where everyone was Yankees or Red Sox, and I liked Al K-Line. Wow, That's yeah, the great, the great Al K-Line. What's the thing you, uh, the one thing you love about your job, Frank? What is that? I love that it's always changing. Uh, I love that it's the uh, it's people that need something that you can deliver. Um, and my tagline, unfortunately, happens to be because they need something. It's their pain is my gain. Their pain is your gain. <laughs> Very good. Well, and you're a man there to do the job. Like, like, a, de- like a dentist. There you, you know go. What? There you go. That's right. You don't like going to the dentist, but yeah. damn, you need a good one mm-hmm. when you need one. What uh, what's the best cop movie ever? My favorite cop movie ever is Heat. Oh, Robert De Niro, oh, oh, yeah. um, uh, Pacino, the cop and yep, and Pacino. Sure. Pacino's the cop, and De Niro's the is the bad guy. That that I think that is in the um, Hall of Fame of movies. If it's on TV and you happen to flip by it, you'll probably stay till the end. Or you know? if you can't sleep and you're up at two in the morning and that's yep. it, you're there. Best cop show, TV show ever, just to join in. Sure, well, t- ever. Yes, Barney Miller. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, starring the um, the guy who is always the most difficult question when you play the alive or dead game, Abe Vigoda. By the way, what is he? Uh, I'm gonna say dead now. No, he's alive. Abe Vigoda, at uh, hand to God, Abe Vigoda is alive. At, at least as the taping of this podcast today. <laughs> we will update you uh, as the story continues. Can you, you remember, they actually spun off a Vigoda's character and had a show called Fish. Fish, right. right. Yeah, short-lived, I believe. All right, um, your favorite place in Boston to grab a beer? Your favorite place in Boston? Favorite place in Boston? It's usually the closest one, but <laughs> from where you're at. But. I do like Warren Tavern. I live in Charlestown, so Warren Tavern is a great Warren spot. Warren Tavern. Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, what's your favorite way to go the extra mile for a client? It's, uh, it, it's usually about just a little bit extra from what they're looking for. Uh, most, oftentimes, that is just the extra phone call. Um, the extra, okay, we're still looking into it, or are you okay now? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We accept that. Yeah, that's good. Yes, that's good. No, that's three, three quarters credit. How can you not accept that? <laughs> Max <laughs> has a tear in his eye now. How can you not accept that? Oh, oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Frank, will Tim Tebow make it this year and be on the roster with the Eagles? Uh, he will be on the roster, but he will not make it. He won't make Meaning he won't. <laughs> he won't be. It's not long term. He has a better chance of joining Glenn Fry and the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> and he does making that uh, team. <laughs> wow. Alright. That fake laugh was meant to cover up my coughing. That was that was that was well done, Max. Alright, let's see. We'll give Frank one more question and then we'll round out the five minute drill, which strangely has taken nine minutes or so. Um, should we go uh, should we go Trivial or uh, or sort of tender and personal. Do one of each. I'll do one of each. All right, we'll do the uh, we'll do the nice one first. What's the best thing that you've taught your kids? Now you've uh, three kids, right? Four. 
Four kids, okay. I have my last child is a uh, finishing his freshman year at University of Connecticut, and the other three are all out, two are married. Which is your alma mater? Or you went uh, there for law school? I, I went to law school, you can, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, congratulations on well, that. Thank you. Uh, Max and I have yet to write one tuition check yet, but darn it, it's coming. Oh man, is it coming. And you know, everyone that's written a tuition check really likes to wish that on everyone else. So. <laughs> <laughs> you win, man. So what is it? What's the What is it? I, I, and I've, I say this very, very often to them, that no matter what you do in life going forward, it's not how much you make, it's how much you owe. So keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. It's how much you owe. Wise so words, right. Do uh, what you like to do as long right. as you don't owe a lot. That's right. That's right. So, um, okay, and final trivial question. Uh, who's the greatest cast member of Saturday Night Live of all time? Eddie Murphy. Huh. You know what? I'm going to give him a big plus for that, yes. Gumby, you can't beat Gumby. Despite Gumby. <laughs> you can't beat Gumby, damn it. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back in a moment to say goodbye to Frank, and we, we might even play one more game. What the hell? We're having fun today. It's a Friday afternoon in Boston. Stay with us on Unbillable Boston. This is Mark Freiberger of Freiberger and Washenko, and you are listening to Unbillable Boston. <laughs> and welcome back to Unbillable Boston. I don't know what the clowns are uh, laughing at, but... Um, Welcome back to the show, Unbillable Boston, unbillableboston.com. What were you guys chuckling about? Uh, you. Oh, good. Okay. Well, we're here with uh, Max Perlman and I. By the way, I'm David Yaz. Nice to nice to uh, hear you, folks. Um, here with uh, Frank Rudowitz of Markham LLP, and um, wait, a minute, wait a minute, you can hear them. You know what? What you, can, you know what, when what it came out of my that? mouth, I knew it was wrong. But what am I supposed to yeah. say? Nice. Uh, nice thanks for being with us. Yeah, no, but even that it. is, uh, you know, it's metaphorical. Nice it's to not, feel you. Nice to feel, feel that they're there. But I, now, now but, we're getting a little too close to the line. Yeah. We're very close to our <laughs> listeners here at Unbillable Boston. All two of them. We're going to play a game right now. It's our trivia game. We love it. We hope Frank fares well, but we'll see. And it's called Wicked Smart. And now, and now it's time, time for Wicked Smart. Smart. I'm smart! My boy's Wicked Smart. I'm smart! Wicked Smart. All right, Frank. Well, I hope you're ready because what we've done here is we've compiled a series of questions. The the theme is uh, sports, cops, and pops. And I guess it's apropos of what I've just been talking about. We're going to ask you sports trivia questions, trivia questions about cops, and trivia questions about cocktails or places to enjoy a libation. Here we go, Frank. What? No, let's start with this one. Who was the cop accused? of being involved in the pipe bombing at the 1996 Summer Olympics. This is the the security guard. I get to steal these. Right? Uh, he was I th- he was officially a cop. I don't maybe referred to as a security guard at, at points, but um, should I give you his initials? With that, no, yeah. no, I, I no. got to steal on this. Oh yes, my I partner. didn't know you were playing, Max. I, All right, a, fine. Well, since I know the answer, the first. Well, one. hold on, Frank. Uh, no. Okay, I love using that sound effect. Max, do you know who it was? 
Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell is right. correct. All one right. point for you, Max. Well, now I guess it's on. All right, Max. One nothing. And uh, yeah, later uh, exonerated completely oh, of that. Yes, remember yes. that? Yeah. See, I only remember the guilty people. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, we move on. This is about uh, taverns and bars around the city of Boston. Can you name two Boston bars that are actually named after numbers, in a matter of speaking? The name of the bar is actually just a number. Frank, you should see the wheels oh are spinning God. here. They are. All right, so I'll give you a hint. Do you know this? I have, I have one in mind. Okay. Well, and there's one. Was one of them is located on Beacon Hill, and one of them is located in the north end, sort of. But it's really more of a well, it's a sports bar. Let's give you a hint of sort of where it lies in the north end. You guys are terrible. Do you live in the I, city? I, I got the sevens. All right, sevens. Seven, seven. That's correct. Sure. That's the That's one right. on Beacon Hill. Yep. You don't know the one? I, I presume it's still Force. there. I haven't been. There. That's right. Force. All right. So they each get a point. Well done. That's really not the north end. I, that's why I couched it. I said North End. Well, I mean, technically it's a North End, right? It's North so I, Boston. I, I should get a double you point get, because you tried to trick me there. Why? How? Why you said that it was in the North End, but I still got it, so I should but get I like said, a double point. Oh, jeez. All right. You're persuasive. <laughs> four points. It is, it is, four points, it is noted, go. but rejected. Oh, and you get seven. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. You know what? You're a Tigers fan, uh, so we're going to ask you a Tigers question. In... Uh, the, in uh, the late season of 1990, uh, baseball season. Okay, so we're talking baseball. So September of 1999, Detroit Tiger Robert Fick hit a grand slam in the eighth inning of a game. This was notable for what reason? 1999, Detroit outfielder, I believe, Robert Fick hit an eighth inning grand slam. This became distinctive or notable for what reason? Was it his second one? Has more to do with, the, we'll let you guess again, more to do with sort of, gen, if you think of the general sort of history of the Tigers and notable moments in the franchise, 1999. Oh, last Grand Slam in, in Tiger Stadium. We'll give you credit. It was uh, close enough. It was the final hit, the final home run, and the final <laughs> RBI in old Tiger, Tiger stadium. stadium. Did you ever go to that old stadium? I never went to the old stadium. I've been to the new stadium um, and seen K-Line Corner, but I, I was never at the old stadium. Is the new stadium nice? Or? That's uh, it's nice. It's new. Comer Comer uh, no, what's it called? Uh, Comerica. Comerica. Um, yeah. And it's um, it's State in Detroit. Yeah, it's in Detroit. <laughs> so that's that's uh, that's a that's a that's a negative. So here we go with another trivia question for Frank. By the way, the score is tied two to two. Um, off. Uh, we're going to do a cop trivia question here, Officer. Thomas Delahanty, who who was a cop in the District of Columbia, was injured in what notable 1981 incident? Reagan shooting. Very good. Okay, that was a layup, right? That was a layup. Did you know that? And I and I had to say it quickly before Max gets. I know. I, I actually did not, did not know it. Oh, you so didn't know that. Okay. Um. Well, let's go. All right. You know what? What do you want? You want uh, sports? Uh, uh, bars and taverns, or would you like cops? Well, let's go bars and taverns. Bars and taverns. This one's kind of a layup, I hope, but... Um, I don't want the button to hit it. On first. Beacon... <laughs> there are no buttons here. Yeah, I own all the buttons. On, um, let's see. The, uh, the tourist trap known as Cheers in Boston was originally known by what name? 
Gee, I thought everybody yeah, knew this. It is. It is. It's, uh, I'm just drawing a blank. But I know. You know it? Alright, hold Go on. We're gonna... I... No, no, Frank, you're the guest, so you get to get... You want it... Is there any chance it'll come to you? I'll give you a hint. I, I think this is a fair hint. It has the word and in it. Still nothing? Still nothing. Okay. I, I, as soon as he said that, oh, you yeah. got it, Max? It's the Bull and Finch. The Bull and Finch bull is and correct. Finch. Well yeah. done. Okay. Yep. Time for a couple more questions. And, it, you know, this is exciting because it's three to three, Max against Frank. Um, here we go. So, um, this, uh, this notable cop has been the commissioner of New York City. Boston and LA. Billy Bratton. Billy Bratton is correct. Extra points if you know his wife's name. Uh, she's the sports of Ricky. Not sports. I mean, uh, loose, uh, yeah. Ricky. I, I can't remember the last That's name. That's enough. Yeah. You got Ricky Kleeman. Yep, Kleeman. You know, so Ricky Kleeman, we've done a little Ricky Kleeman trivia on the podcast yeah, before, yeah. but I didn't mention this one. And Ricky went. When she first got out of law school, went to one of the large law firms, which I'm going to forget which one it is, so I won't even venture a guess. But uh, it didn't work out there, and um, she left after less than a week. And so a joke developed among the law firm that says, what has three I's and three K's and quits in three days? <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Thank you. Thank you, studio audience. All right. Well, listen, it's four to three. Frank has a narrow lead. Uh, and I've got a couple more questions here. All right. Um, Boston sports trivia. Randomly, but what uh, Red Sox exec once said, the sun will rise and the sun will set and I'll have lunch. Red Sox executive. I'll give you the era. Mm, 80s and 90s, I want to say. I got Max may have it. Pressure on you. Frank? I'll say... John Harrington. I don't know. No. Although, correct error, but wrong person. Max? Uh, Dan Duquette. Ah. Oh. saw me when going for the run. No, the correct answer is Lou Gorman. Lou Gorman. I was going to say John yeah. Harrington, so... Yeah, no, this was during some controversy uh, about Roger Clemens. The reporter asked him, so what's going to happen tomorrow, Lou? And he said, the sun will rise, the sun will set, and I'll have lunch, which isn't such a bad credo for life. All right, uh, we may be down to... That may be the next number one thing I'm going to teach my kids. <laughs> right, sun will rise, sun will set, have lunch, have lunch, really, come on. All right, um, here's a good cop question, which uh, may uh, cast the, uh, the winner of this particular competition. What former what former Chicago cop later turned actor died in 2000? Dennis Farina. Oh my goodness, Frank! And you know what, uh, Max? I'm sorry, but uh, wait, no, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, well, Frank, congratulations. Well, I the reason one of the reasons I know that I I love his acting, but my very first trip ever sorry, to New, go ahead, Frank to sorry. New Orleans. Right. Um, he was there, and I met him. Is that this right? Was you back met in 1995. Um, so, it, I I, I didn't know until I was researching the deep research I do for the show um, uh, that he was a former cop. But he certainly uh, acted very well as a former cop type. But Dennis Farina was in so many good movies. Oh, I yeah. mean, uh, Get Shorty and Midnight Run and a lot of those. You know, he and he always played Law you know, and Order. Heavy. He was in Law and Order. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well. Um, 
Frank, um, before we depart, first of all, we have two things to get to. One, we want to let you plug whatever you want to plug, but you just told us an interesting story off the air about uh, an interesting venture your son is working on. What's, what, what is that all about? Yes. So my oldest son, Craig, right. uh, has his own business called Crude Bitters and Soda. Mm-hmm. He's down in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, it's a passion of his. He moved there after leaving Boston where he decided he did not want to be in the corporate world. And he took a trip around the country uh, for four and a half months, just traveling. When I first heard it, I was a little upset, and then I thought, no, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he, they, uh, he and his now wife moved to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, no jobs, uh, no place to live. They uh, now have their own house. They, he started his own business. And it's making bitters and soda. So, so bitters for those the uneducated, and I may be maybe among them. Um, it's an ingredient in uh, cocktails. Does it do anything else? Uh, pretty- it's it's in cocktails. Yep. It's in non-alcoholic uh, drinks. Okay. Yeah. Um, it could be in food. Uh, there's mm-hmm. he has some recipes to put it on, you know, barbecue and steaks and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, it is a especially uh, more so down south. With small batch liquors and um, things like that, it, it's a you know wide open different. Flavors. And just quickly, how how is it made? Um, it it's made. Uh, there's a little bit of alcohol in it, right. uh, but the rest of it is all natural ingredients. So some of his bitters, for example, have lavender, hibiscus, um, uh, pepper. Uh, he just made one with cherry and walnuts. Wow. Uh, this but, could be the next big thing. Well, no, it really could because I've heard you know I mean. Uh, wine's been around forever and there are wine aficionados and people that have wine cellars and like eight zillion dips, different kinds of wine. I, I heard recently that um, people do this with, with olive oil. People, people because of the way olive oil can be made many different ways, people collect different rare brands of, of olive oil. And why not uh, bitters? Why not something like bitters? Which, you know, I, I like uh, every now and again to have a Manhattan and a bitter is a, bitters are a key uh, ingredient in that, and we were just talking off the air about how everyone always says, "Oh yeah, Angostura bitters." Now that's that's the brand name, though. Yeah. That's the company. Angostura is the is the the, the eight hundred pound gorilla, uh, right? That's the big. On, the, it was anyway until Craig Rudowitz until came around. Crude came and around. now, so what's the name of his company? So it's it's called Crude, C R U D E. Now. Yep. Me being the uninformed, I think, oh, crude, that's great. Craig Rudowitz, crude. Right. And that's not why he named it. <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> no. Crude, if you go back to Prohibition uh, days, everything like this was called crude. Right. It was crude mm-hmm. liquor, crude this, and that's why he did it because he now is opening in Raleigh a speakeasy type of place. And that's what everything was way back when. Now hold on, speakeasies were illegal. This yes. this this is above board, though. I take it. No, it's it is all above board. <laughs> okay. yeah. all above speakeasy board. is what you call a bar if you want hipsters to go to it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, there you go. That's the and when there's which which none of which are in this room. No, <laughs> unfortunately, we wish. Dave, uh, Dave tries skinny jeans every once in a while, but not with much success. I'm a slave to fashion. My yes. my my. Great story, uh, for at least locally here, and, and Crude Bitters now, he, he's done well, he's, uh, he sells over the internet, he's in many different uh, stores and uh, places around the country, uh, here in Boston as well, but I'm over at the Ames Hotel in the, in the bar there, order of Manhattan, and before my son was doing this, 
bitters never asked. So I always ask now, what kind of bitters do you use? Right. And they'll say Angostura, Angostura, or they'll have different things. I said, oh, I don't, the reason I ask is because my son does this. It's crude bitters. The bartender stops me and he says, your son is crude bitters? And he goes, I've been trying to get it. I, I tasted this uh, flavor, this cherry and walnut flavor. I can't find it. Oh He's God. in Boston Shaker. He says, they're all sold out. Me, I take out my phone. I call my son. I ask him, do you have a new flavor there? Yeah, he says, but I don't have enough to sell it wholesale right now, so I'm just doing a piecemeal. I say, can you send something up here? Get his address, sends it up there. Didn't have to pay my bar bill that night. That's great. That's great. Oh, my. That's brilliant. Those now I want some. Are, are finally paying off. Now so when I walk back in, hey, crew bitters, Dad, huh? Can you order it online? Yes. Uh, so you don't happen to know the website, do you? Crudebitters.com. Crudebitters.com. All right. So, Frank, you're over at Markham. Uh, if people want to see your bio or whatnot, can they go to Markham? Uh, is it Markham? Markham. I'll do one quick pitch, and then sure, I want to give some kudos to you guys because this has been fantastic. The um, Markham, we are the uh, 15th largest uh, accounting firm in the world, uh, in the country here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have six offices locally in New England. Um, in Boston, Needham, Providence, New Haven, Hartford, and Greenwich. Uh, we are a full-service accounting firm, probably 1,400 people right now. Um, this is a, but as large as we think we are, our, what we really pitched everyone is, we're not a national firm with a local office. We're a local firm with some national resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, tax, audit, and advisory. Um, traditional stuff that everyone else does and something that you said earlier in the podcast really rang true to me and that is frank you are the guy that knows the guy you need to know if you don't know if you're not the guy you know the guy because frank is a master networker marketer and you enjoy it you told me once you you you'd rather the way you do it is you find people you enjoy spending time with and then and then you build your network that way but i think that's all of it that's you guys it's to, to be a good uh, marketer and networker, you have to like people. Yeah. If you don't like people, you're never going to be good at it. If you like people, you're going to be out there. You're going to you know, like to spend time at all different levels and walks of life. And that's what, in my line of work, because of the wide diversity of information, it's in all different walks of life. Right. And I'm realizing <laughs> now that uh, you and I probably know each other about four <coughs> different ways, which, yes. is, which is great. I mean, it... it it's a testament to uh, to networking and getting out and meeting people in this city. Absolutely. Wait a minute. You were going to give us a, a plug. Uh, so hold on. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Okay. This this podcast is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it is a, a blast. So anybody out there listening that wants to be a guest, please, you got to just give them a call. They are great. And as David said, that this is the future. And I can tell you, sitting here in all sincerity, Looking at them, they do have the face for podcast. <laughs> That's not what you were hoping yeah, for, was it? I know, but uh, you know what? It's a good line. Frank, uh, it's been a pleasure, and uh, we accept those barbs. The truth hurts sometimes. Anyway, Frank Rudowitz at Markham. Is it MarkhamLLP.com, uh, or what is it? Do you know what it is? MarkhamLLP.com. All right. So you'll find his bio there as impressive and eclectic as it is. And more and impressive is my partners it, and oh, others. Well, that goes without saying. And uh, my thanks, of course, to my right-hand person, my confidant, my concierge, um, 
Max Perlman. Max, final thoughts? I was happy to have been included today. Yeah, you know Thank what? You so much. You, and, you and should it was be. nice to see all of our viewers, listeners, whatever it is you Including <laughs> those women across the street who are still looking at us strangely. And for all the listeners out there, the only one that is professionally dressed right now is Max. Yeah, that's true. You look like a hundred dollars, Max. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on BillableBoston.com. We'll see you next week.